Hey guys, this is Lisa from NYC Gal Out. Okay, we are in the second to last episode of Salt Lake City. Um, they are not going to air next week because it's going to be Christmas. And then the week after that is, of course, New Year's. So there will be the season finale is on January 2nd. And... I saw the trailer. It looks very interesting. I have the feeling that they're talking about Monica. I mean, who else could it be? It has to be Monica. So, I, but I don't know, because like Heather, she's been like making the media around saying stuff like, oh, it's not what you think. You know, it's, you're going to be surprised. So look, I mean, sometimes they do these bullshit because they want you to be in suspense so that you're like, okay, is it this or is it something else? Personally, I think it's Monica and I think it has to do with the beauty lab and she's basically being a snake in the grass. And, you know, all this time she's been filming with everybody and everybody's knowing her as Monica Garcia when she had a fucking different last name when she was going getting her beauty treatment at Heather's freaking beauty lab and she owes $2,000. Like, girl, your paycheck is more than $2,000. Paid, pay the fucking bill. But anyway, so... That's what I think it is. It's what a lot of people think it is. But of course, Heather, you know, when she was doing the media around, she was saying, oh, you're going to be really surprised. It's not what you think it is. So it's like then people are questioning, okay, well, maybe it's something else. At this point, I think she's just like doing it just to like freaking hype people, just to get them interested, keep them in suspense. But look, I'm already interested. You don't have to keep me in suspense. I'm already interested. Guys, we're going to get into tonight's episode, actually last night's episode, because it's already like one in the morning, but um, we're going to get into that episode. But before I do, guys, don't forget to hit the like, follow, subscribe, leave me a comment. If you guys are coming over from the pod, check out a couple of my YouTube episodes. If you guys are on my YouTube channel, head on over to Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts at and check out a couple of my episodes on Spotify. Also, before I get into um, the recap for, t uh, I was going to say tonight again, but before I get into the recap of the latest Salt Lake City episode, I want to talk a little bit about Roni. Okay, so there was this woman named Heather Thompson. I actually forgot who the hell she was because she was like so insignificant in the Roni franchise that like I legit did not remember who she was. But one of my favorite podcasters, he's a vlogger, not a blogger, a vlogger. He's a vlogger. He grew his following on YouTube, and now he's like also head on over to like putting his episodes onto like an actual podcast on like a streaming platform. But he started off as a vlogger, and if you guys follow reality TV, if you guys are into pop culture and entertainment, if you guys are into the Bravo universe, then you guys definitely know who Kempire is. So Kempire has a very large following, and he actually was the one that had brought to my attention, not just me, but to a lot of people, to a lot of different content creators. Kempire is also from New York City, in case you guys didn't know. He lives in Manhattan. He's from New York City. He's a gay black man. And, um, well, guys, if you're listening to me, if you're watching me on YouTube, then you definitely know who the fuck Kempire is. But anyway, so 
Kempire, he made a clip about Heather Thompson. Now, guys, I legit did not remember who the fuck she was. But after I saw Kempire's clip, I was like, oh, she was that cuckoo lady who kept on saying, holla, mama, what's going on, mama, holla. Bethany Frankel was looking at her like, what the fuck? And she kept on trying to coddle Bethany and Bethany was like, just stop. You're doing too much. Like, who the fuck are you? I don't even know you. Like, like stop trying to be my best friend. Like, she legit was like trying to be Bethany's best friend. And Bethany was just like not having it. I think Bethany saw through her, probably felt like she was, you know, somebody who was trying to ride her coattails or trying to be a social climber or whatever. Like when you think of Roni, you think of Bethany Franco. She is the most successful one from the Roni franchise. And I, I, that's like really the only thing that I remember from Heather's season. I remember her wanting to be on Bethany's ass and Bethany really not wanting anything to do with her. And then I remember like she was cringe as fuck because she would be going like, holla mama, what's up mama? And it's just like, okay. <laughs> like it just, it was just not jiving with her. Look, there's, there's some white girls who could talk like that, but she was not one of them. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying about that. But, um, Kempire, he spoke out about her having a Blackmore, um, I mean, it, it was on her doorknob and I like, here's the thing. It kind of reminded me of that whole thing with Meghan Markle when Prince Harry finally took her to like the freaking family Christmas party or some shit. And Princess Michael of Kent was there and she had a Blackmore brooch on her and it was like so insensitive and some people are like oh you know whatever woke generation everything's offensive and then some people were like well what the fuck yes it is offensive because it's like you know whatever and then other people were saying well it's a brooch it's jewelry it's this it's that it's part it's like the whole you know what it is it's like the whole statue argument some people are like it's a fucking statue it's historical it represents his and some people are like, it's fucking racist. Like these motherfuckers wanted to keep black people as slaves. Like, no. So you got both sides of the argument, guys, like whichever argument you want to fall into. Here's my thing with it. I am a fan of Kempire. I asked Kempire, is this offensive to you? He is a black man that felt it was offensive to him. To me, that was enough. If you feel that it's not offensive, that's fine. Make a video and saying, hey, this is bullshit. This isn't offensive. Here's the reason why I don't feel it's offensive. See, that's the great thing because nothing is stopping you from making that video. I made a video in support of another content creator who I am a fan of. He felt as a black man that it was offensive to him. So I made a video in agreement with it. If you as a viewer, as the public, as a whatever, if you feel differently, look, in order for you guys to even comment or even to like any of my videos, you guys need to have a YouTube account. I mean, that's just, that's just a given. Like you, you need to have a Gmail account. You need to be logged on to Google and you need to be able to like freaking have 
like even if you don't upload any videos, you need to have a Google account to get onto YouTube to like freaking do all of that. So look, you're already halfway there. You already have a channel. Upload a video. Say how how you feel is not racist, how you feel is not offensive, how you feel whatever, whatever, whatever. That's the good thing about it. That's the good thing about social media platforms. Nothing is stopping you from also doing that. Now, I actually wrote this on a comment replying to one of my followers. That comment said, you know, to me, it's like just a monkey. Why is it offensive and all this other stuff? I don't think of it as a monkey. That to me is Blackmore. Um, Google what Blackmore is if you guys don't know what it is. But it like that to me is what it is. And, you know, then there was like she had put like descriptions about monkeys and then she did like emojis about monkeys and whatever. And in my reply, I don't remember exactly what I said, but what I said was this is this kind of reminds me of Mary on Salt Lake City. Now, I never watched Salt Lake City previous to this season, but of course I knew about the headlines. I knew about Jen Shaw and her freaking whatever the fuck criminal activity she was doing. I knew about Mary Cosby. I knew about Jenny. I knew Jenny got fired because she was saying insensitive things about Black Lives Matter. And then I also know that Mary was saying some offensive things to Jenny and she got fired also. And I also know that Mary has said some like ridiculous statement like, well, I'm not racist. I'm black. I can't be racist, which is like the strangest fucking thing that anyone would ever say. But Mary herself was like kind of like racist to black people because she says some sh weird, crazy shit like she doesn't go to 7-Eleven because there's black people there or some shit like that. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't, just Google that shit because that is still available online. But um, so look, you could be racist. It, racism is not a monopoly against black people, and racism is not only exclusive to white people performing it. You, ha you can have Asians who are racist, Jewish people who are racist, Hispanic people who are racist. Yeah, like there is no monopoly on racism. So a white person absolutely can experience racism. I've seen it. I, I legit seen a white person experience racism. Now, I told you guys, I lived in Georgia, okay? The southern states, they do have a very populated black community because, of course, the southern states with the slaveries and all that other stuff, so you guys, you already know, okay? I was a history teacher when we lived in Georgia, I was a substitute teacher, and they needed a full-time. Um, they needed a full-time fill-in for one of the schools in Columbus, Georgia. That's where I taught. I taught in the Columbus, Georgia school district, and the school that I was at, it was like a. Um, it, it was like a long-term sub because they couldn't find somebody. But like, of course, I was only there while my husband was at Fort Benning. So I, I wasn't there for very long because when he was there at Fort Benning, we were only there for like, I think, eight months. So I was just there for long-term subbing. I taught fourth grade. The school that I was in, 
it, the majority was black. It was a tier one school district. If you guys don't know what that means, it means that it is a lower income poverty level school district. It gets a lot of federal funding because of it. It is exclusively a free lunch, free breakfast school. There is no like, um, there is no school fees. Like, um, and, and we lived in a very nice community in Indiana. We lived in Franklin, Indiana, and like the freaking book fees were like a hundred dollars, like a hundred and ten dollars per student or something. But in like a tier one school system, like we, like I had taught at Columbus, Georgia, it, it was poverty level, so there was no school fees, there was no whatever, and the majority of the students were black. And the ones that were white were also living in poverty and lower income and whatever. These kids, they went to school, and as fourth graders, they were so, like, inappropriate. Um, they were... I remember this one girl, a fourth grader, she said to me, like, oh, what does losing your virginity mean? And I knew she knew what it was, but she was trying to get me to say whatever because she was trying to be like sneaky like that. Like she was trying to get me to engage in a conversation with her like that. And I said to her, young lady, you are not going to talk to me like that. And like you like, see, that's the thing. Like a lot of these a lot of like these young teachers, they think I'm going to go into school. I'm going to turn these kids life around. And it's like, I'm going to be their best friend. And next thing you know, your ass is getting hauled in for like being inappropriate and all this other stuff. So I made sure when she was talking like that, I said, you do not talk to me like that. And some of these kids, like they were cursing, fourth grade, cursing, saying all these inappropriate things, doing inappropriate things. Like there was like this fourth grader where he was going like this. Like he was like, yeah, baby, like you are in fourth grade. You are in fourth grade. What do you know about this? You don't know anything about this, you know? So like you, you don't know anything about it. But this is like, this is the home environment that they unfortunately live in and experience. In my classroom, there was one white boy, and I would pay special attention to him because the other kids, the majority of them, were either black or Hispanic, but mostly black, and they would say stuff to like, what's up, Cracker? What? How's it going today? How's it going today, Cracker? Like, they would they would call him cracker, honky. They would say all this other stuff to him. He was very quiet. He was very, you know, and, but he was white and he stuck out like a sore thumb. He's white. Like he really stuck out. Like he was just white. And I felt really bad for him because he, you know, he also lived in poverty. I'm, I'm getting a little bit off topic, but what I wanted to say was basically like, look, to me, this whole entire thing is no different then Mary saying to Jenny, like, oh, I, your, your slant eyes are so pretty or so nice or whatever the fuck it was that she said. But look, to me as an Asian, if somebody's called me slant eyes, which by the way, I've had experienced people saying that to me and 
I make sure to say something back. So here's the thing, though. There is no monopoly on racism. Some, somebody saying or calling me slant-eyed, like those are fighting words. I don't care if you're black, you're white, you're Jewish, you're Arab, you're Muslim, whatever the fuck you are. I don't care if you are Hispanic, old, young, whatever. Like, if you're saying that to me, that's offensive. And that, to me, is racist. Now, you might think it's not racist, and you, there might be a bunch of people who are like, well, I don't understand why it's racist. That's okay. You don't have to understand it. it. I'm telling you, you, you saying to me, slant eyes, like me and you, hands are going to go flying. That's the bottom line. You could argue with me, with me all day, but like, it really doesn't affect how I'm going to feel about it. And that was like the whole thing with Jenny and Mary. And then like, I don't know, she tried to like, say, well, I can't be racist. I'm black or some shit like that. And it was just like, no, you absolutely can't be racist. You like, there is no monopoly on racism. So I'm just putting that out there and we're going to get into Salt Lake City. Okay. Salt Lake City, the episode was really weird. I already said how I feel about Monica. I really liked her when she came on, but then it's like as the season was going forward, it was like all these things that she was doing. And even though, you know, that whole thing with Beauty Lab, I still gave her the benefit of the doubt because she had came out and said, oh, well, you, you fucked up on my treatment. I had to go somewhere else. But now the lawsuit has been active and Heather's lawyers are saying, well, where's her proof? She's saying she went somewhere else. Where's her proof? Where's her, her receipt? Like, and I'm not talking about receipt, like, you know, like, like receipt. I'm talking about legit receipt. Like here's the fucking American Express bill where it shows that I paid for it. Like she doesn't have that. And Heather's lawyers are asking the judge to dismiss, um, Monica's countersuit because they're saying like, look at these Instagram screenshot from her account where she is praising the treatment that she received from the company. And now she's saying that she went somewhere else to get treatment to fix it. Where is her bill? Where is, you know, the bill or the payment or the invoice from this other company that she allegedly went to? She doesn't have it which I absolutely do believe that Monica is full of shit. I think she's a snake in the grass and she's a very smart snake in the grass. Look, just because you're a fucking asshole and you're grimy like that, that doesn't mean you're stupid. People like people have these weird connotations where it's like, oh, okay, well, if you're an asshole, you have to be guilty. Like, no, I think Erica Jane is an asshole, but I also don't think she is guilty in the sense that she knew what the fuck Tom was doing or that she was a part of what Tom was doing. But I do think she's an asshole. I think Monica is a snake in the grass, but I think she's also very relatable. And I think she's relatable because look, she... She calls her mom Ted Bundy, and I said this multiple times on a bunch of my recaps. Like, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So if she thinks that her mom is a certain way, she compared her to Ted Bundy, then I would have to assume that maybe you have some of that Ted Bundy traits yourself. And I do think that Monica being that way is like maybe she didn't bring it up because she thought she would be able to get away with it. Maybe she's like, look, 
it was under a different last name, they're not going to be able to trace it back to me or even thinking, hey, Garcia is a very popular Hispanic name. Even if they were able to trace it back to a Monica Garcia, who's to say it's mean? You know, Garcia is such a popular Hispanic name. And it is. Garcia is a very popular Hispanic name. It is the equivalent of somebody named Smith. Or, you know, if you want to go into it with an Asian name, it's like the equivalent of somebody being Lee, right? Lee is a very popular Asian last name. Uh, it's, Lee is a very popular Chinese last name. Park and Kim is a very popular Korean last name. Smith, Johnson, Adams, those are very popular English sounding last names. Garcia, Rodriguez, Hernandez, they're all very popular Hispanic names. So maybe she thought like, well, even if it goes back to Monica Garcia, who's to say that it's this Monica Garcia? I don't know. Like, I don't know. But I feel like she thought that she could get away with it. She thought she could get away with it until she couldn't. And now it's like, it's in her face. But knowing that, Knowing all of that, like when I watch these episodes now, it makes me look at her very differently. And it's like, it's hard to not see her as a snake in the grass. And I also thought it was very weird that the birthday card that she got from her, um, from her daughters, was it like, it, it was from one of her daughters, right? That like, it, it says something like, oh, don't get arrested. Like, okay. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Whitney. Whitney's like trying to get screen time. I, I feel like she's doing too much. Like Heather made an excellent point, And this is something that I could vouch for also. When you write a book, if it's going to put actual people in there, like where it's not a fictional book, where you're actually naming people, you need to get their signature to let them basically so that they don't sue your ass. So Heather saying, you know exactly what was written in there. I spoke to you about it. You told me to take out the part about, you know, your pussy or whatever. And I did that. So don't act like you don't know what was in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know if anybody else caught it, but I definitely caught it. And, but look, even if Heather didn't say it, or even if like it would have been edited out, which they didn't edit it out. I'm surprised they didn't. They didn't edit it out. They actually put it in onto the TV screen. So it's like, why, like, why are you making a big deal as if you're blindsided by that? And then when Heather called her out on her BS and said, you knew what I was writing. You saw what I wrote. I gave it to you. You signed off on it. You told me to take this part out and I did. And you were okay with the rest of it. So don't act like you don't know. And she was like, that's not the point. That's not the point. It's about you being a hypocrite. Like, no, that was the point. That was the whole entire point. That was like what you were like yelling about. So that was the point. But when Heather called her out on her bullshit, that's when she flipped the script and was like, oh, no, 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 you were being a hypocrite because you were trying to slut-shame Monica. She wasn't slut-shaming Monica. She, like, and she said to Monica, she was like, look, I wasn't comfortable with you asking me about my daughter's sex life. What the fuck 
does Monica and like Whitney not understand about that? Like, what the fuck is wrong with Monica? See, this is why I'm looking at Monica sideways because why the fuck are you asking another woman about her daughter's sex life? That's giving me pervert vibes. That's making me look at you a little weird. Like, what's going on? You got four daughters, 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 daughters. You you got four girls at home. Like, that's making me look at you a little weird if you are asking another woman about her daughter's sex life. Like, that's not slut-shaming. That's you being a weirdo. That's you being a fucking freak. Like, like no. Like, she, the reaction that Heather had was absolutely 1,000% appropriate. And she explained the opening episode the opening scene of this episode was Heather and Monica walking on the beach and Monica was saying whatever the fuck she was saying. You know, I feel like Monica's very good at gaslighting. But Heather, she said it. She said exactly what I basically said when I recapped last week's episode. And Heather said, look, I felt very triggered when you asked about my daughter's sex life. And I feel like that's kind of where we went downhill and then it felt like you kept pushing it because you asked about my sex life again at dinner and I didn't want to ruin your birthday party and I'm sorry if I did I'm sorry I yelled at you but it was just you know I was still feeling it from like when you were asking such an inappropriate question about my daughter's sex life like I totally 100% side with Heather on that and there's no way that you guys could try to fucking explain it to me and where I would ever see it any way different because I have two daughters and if somebody was going to ask me about my daughter's sex life I would like book the fuck out like Heather's too nice for me I don't know maybe it's because she's like a Mormon from Salt Lake City but like no she needs to get like some Lisa Barlow in her and like just be all up in Monica's face and just be like no you want to talk about daughters and sex let's talk about your daughters you got four of them let's talk about them like I I would be aggressive like that and look again like I said I got two girls of my own there's nobody who's going to fucking convince me anything different nobody's going to convince me that Monica was not in the wrong and if you guys think that she wasn't in the wrong then you guys are probably a little freaky yourself and I don't fuck around with that but anyway then <sighs> Angie and Whitney are playing tennis and they're basically rehashing whatever bullshit was going on with Meredith and Monica and, you know, DMs and Greek mafia and all this other stuff. And Whitney is like, oh, well, you know, um, I do believe Monica because Meredith did that with me last year where she was using me to basically do what Monica's doing now. So there's that. Angie and Meredith, they talked. Angie was like, look, you know, we could move on. Just admit you fucking did it and we could move on. Meredith in a roundabout way and a long song and dance sort of kind of in a way apologized, not apologized, but like she did it in such a way that Mer like Meredith was just like, you know, whatever. And Angie, Angie's such a nice person. She's such a nice person. Angie's just like, look, it's, it's, water on the bridge to me like it doesn't even fucking matter I'm not losing sleep over it whatever it's over so I really love Angie she is like she's my kind of girl she's like a girl I could hang out with um and then Lisa was like losing her shit she was like screaming at Meredith like you you know you did it <laughs> like and and I love it I love it so Lisa like she she was like 
basically calling Meredith out for her shit. Do I believe Meredith did it? Absolutely. I fucking think she's guilty as hell. I mean, and like, I don't even know what the hell went on last season. I'm just following what everybody's talking about this season. But, you know, like they do give the backstory. Here's something really shitty and shady that the network and production did that I didn't like. And this is why like production is so fucking messy. When Monica was rehashing what her and Meredith was talking about, production showed the clip of Monica and Meredith hanging out, but they did not do the audio. So like, we don't know who's telling the truth. Then when Meredith is telling her side of the story with her outing and, and, and lunch date with Monica, they did that shit again. We know it was filmed. We know it was filmed because we see the fucking scenes and we see the scenes of them walking on Main Street. We see the scenes of them having lunch together. But the messy fucking production company in the editing room, they did not play any of the audio. Why are they not playing any of the audio? Who was right? Here's my theory. The reason why they're not playing any of the audio is because they're both guilty. They were both talking shit about Angie. That's why it wouldn't really matter to play the audio because they have the footage. We know they have the footage. They have the footage of them walking on Main Street. They have the footage of them having lunch and doing whatever the fuck it was they were talking. But the conversation, there is no audio because they're not playing the audio so that the audience could hear what the fuck is being said. And I think the reason why they're doing that is because they were both talking shit. And so it's like, they just want to have this narrative going because it's like, you know what? You're both fucking guilty. So we're just going to leave it up to the viewers to decide who they want to believe because you both are fucking guilty. That's my that's my assumption of it because why not play the audio? We see we see the editing team play scenes that we don't get to see um that 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 doesn't necessarily make it on air other than as like a flashback. And that's what all these scenes were. All these scenes were flashback scenes. They were not actual scenes that we got to see, but they were presented as flashback scenes, but with no audio. And again, we've seen it in multiple franchises, in, the, in this franchise, and every single franchise. When, when production wants to show somebody as being guilty or innocent, they will roll the, they will roll the clip. And, and there's audio where somebody will say something or did something and, and not acknowledge it or whatever. And you hear the audio, but we're not hearing the audio on these flashback scenes that did not make it as a regular scene. And, and they're only coming as flashbacks. But again, we don't get the audio. And I think it's because they're both fucking guilty. So there's some truth in both in, in what both of them are saying. Monica's trying to present it as her hands are completely clean. I think the audio is not being played because her hands aren't completely clean. I think the two of them were being like little gossip gossip. They were both plain dirty. And that's why we're not hearing audio. And then... I, I don't know, Meredith, she's kind of like on an island of her own. People are like trying to ice her out and all this other stuff. They go to dinner. They go to dinner. Lisa gets emotional because Jack is getting ready to go on his mission. Um, and then 
Heather shares that she has, um, what is it, Bell Palsy. She has something, and she said that um, she only like 98% regained her facial muscles. And then she gave like some story about taking a picture in Costco where one side of her face was paralyzed. And, you know, this was like when she got a divorce and she was like back on the dating scene and her face was like completely paralyzed. So it was like the lowest point of her life, but it was like a very humbling experience for her. And, you know, I like Heather. I like Heather. I love Angie. I love Lisa. I don't like Monica. I don't, I think she's a snake in the grass. I don't like Meredith. I think Meredith is like taking one too many downers and she's just like not really, you know, her speech is so slow. That's why it makes me think that she's like taking some sort of downer. Um, I don't really like Whitney. I think Whitney is a, like doing too much. I think she wants screen time. I think she's beautiful. And here's the weird thing. I think Whitney looks much more attractive in her regular scenes than she does in her confessionals. Like in her confessional, she does not look that attractive to me, but in her regular scenes, I'm like, she's beautiful. She's so beautiful. But I also feel like she's a little bit too much like her going after Heather, like that whole entire fight made no sense to me. She was drunk off her, like she was drunk off her ass. And I feel like I feel like she doesn't have the same fan base as Lisa Barlow. She doesn't have that same energy as Jen Shaw does. And look, like I said, I never watched a season, but even I know who the fuck Jen Shaw was. So it's like somebody like me who didn't even watch the season and I know who the fuck Jen Shaw is, that says something. You know what I mean? So I feel like she wants to be that next it girl. You know, like she wants like that Jen Shaw energy where like somebody who doesn't even watch the show is like, oh, I know who Whitney is, but, but she's not bringing that vibe. She's not bringing that energy. I mean, I, I don't know what the fuck she was doing. She was like screaming about her vagina and all this other shit. And it was like, she was making too much of it. You know what? I'm going to have to read Bad Mormon. I'm a bookworm. So it's like no big deal to me, but I'm going to have to read Bad Mormon because now I'm like curious to see what the fuck was written in there. I don't think it is what it is. I believe Heather 100%. I think she's like making bullshit up because she has nothing else. What the fuck does she have? She has like nothing else. She's like boring as fuck. So I think this is like her way of getting some screen time. And she's like screaming at the top of her lungs in Bermuda about her damn vagina. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then, I mean, I don't, that's basically it. It's like the same old fights, right? But next week we see the trailer. Heather is like, she find out some shit that is like, you know, there's a, there's like a, um, there's like a snake amongst us. You know, there's like, I can't believe this person is so devious. Again, I feel like she's talking about Monica. I could be wrong, but I feel like she's talking about Monica. Um, and I, I think, I think the season finale is her finding out that like, the person who owes $2,000 to her company is Monica Garcia, the fucking person that is like befriending the whole entire cast and trying to be all like, I don't hide my shit. I put it all out there. And no, like, I feel like that you are hiding your shit. You're hiding a $2,000 shit. And I don't know, unless there was like something crazier. I, I like, 
maybe there was like maybe there's like something even crazier like who the fuck knows it's like i i don't know because heather kept on saying it's not what you think it's not what you think everybody's thinking it's the lawsuit and the unpaid bill the unpaid two thousand dollar bill but she kept on going on the media ground saying it's not what you think you're going to be shocked you're going to be surprised like I'm already shocked and surprised. Like, what the fuck is it? You see, now I'm going to have to wait two weeks to find out what the fuck it is. But there's that. So I am definitely anticipating the season finale. And that was it. What else was there? Meredith was on the phone with her husband complaining about the ladies. Her husband was just like, babe, whatever. You're in a beautiful island. Don't even sweat it. That was basically the gist of it. And... Um, yeah, that, that, that's basically it. Lisa, you know, Lisa like scheduled a boat ride for the ladies. So that took up like most of the episode. And then the other part that took up most of the episode was like, they went to dinner. So it's like, I don't know what else I like. They went to dinner and then after that, they went to a bar where there was like a bunch of money on the ceiling and that was like when Whitney got like sloppy drunk and like lost her shit about her vagina in Heather's book and Heather was like what the fuck are you talking about you knew what I wrote on it you signed off on it you wanted me to take out this part and I took that part out and you were okay with everything else that was in it so like what the fuck are you talking about and that's when she was like oh no 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 but you were trying to slut shame Monica like I don't actually think she gave a fuck about Monica but I don't think she was expecting for Heather to come back so quick with that calling out her bullshit and that was like the first thing she could think of like because girl you do not care about monica that much to be like coming to her defense like stop you thought you were going to do something with your whole my vagina thing and when heather called you out for like being the weirdo <laughs> whatever that's when you were like you were being a hypocrite that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about you being a hypocrite because you're slut shaming monica like telling her she's a fucking weirdo for like wanting to know about her daughter's sex life is not slut shaming that's like basically calling somebody out for being like the weirdo freak that they are like i would do that shit too like what the hell and here's the crazy part whitney whitney you have a 13 year old daughter would you want monica asking you about your 13 year old daughter's period whether she's had sex or not whether she's kissed a boy or not whether she's done this or that because i think if monica would have asked you about your daughter who you had a 13th birthday party for at the roller ring i think you would be singing a different tune miss whitney rose anyway guys that's it for tonight i'm going to get to bed Hopefully, I don't know, my my schedule is all out of whack because the kids are home from school. So it's like, you know, nobody's sleeping when they should be sleeping and everybody's waking up like really late in the morning. So that's all for tonight, this morning. Bye, guys.